Hello, this is the Edible Valley Podcast. I am co-host William Stringer. And I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. So grab your napkin and pull up a chair because we're about to embark on a flavorful journey through the ins and outs of tipping in the restaurant world. Rin din 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 din. That was a spinning wheel, by the way. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. Well, hello. I hope you're having a lovely one so far. We certainly are. We've got the spinning wheel out today. Uh, we're going to do a spinning wheel episode, uh, which means you never know what you're going to learn. Basically, <laughs> I've also, also got a recipe a little way down the line. John, what are we talking about today, mate? Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about tips. Okay. Tipping nice. in the restaurant industry. Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> Say uh, that again. Con- no. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be a controversial one. What do you think about tipping? Well, I'm just I just want to watch you get heated about tipping because oh I know God. where you come from. You yeah. come from the serving end, the side of it. Yeah, the guy who, historically who wants who's trying to get the tip and trying to make people happy and trying to acknowledge that have get that acknowledgement for a good job done. Right? Yeah, I mean, I spent many years back in the day uh, serving tables, and it, it's all about tips. I mean, it is all about tips. But I, I came to it from a a good direction I genuinely wanted to provide a good service and I actually never counted my tips from each individual table just at the end of the night and that would generally show me how well I'd done so I wouldn't be like thank you everybody bye oh let's see what they tip me oh they're bastards like (laughs) I wouldn't do that like they would get a good level of service but I know servers who do that and they'll literally come back there and they'll look at the thing and then all of a sudden they go from this happy and they just go, oh, what happened? Like, yeah, they or, happened. Or and then they're like, oh, that, you know, they start cursing out that person, you know, yeah, and being cheap and stuff like that. And you know what? It's it, it's a it's a general thing over a day. And thank you. You you here's the thing. Everyone knows someone and a server that's like that. And they're not bad people, but their perspective is on the money when it should be on the service. So we've all had people that have not tipped us or given us 9% or something like that. And it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, but if you're cursing those people, you're not doing it right. You need to wish them well and you move on to the next people. That's what a good server does. And those are the people that make the most money. Uh, Every time, I always say that, every server I've ever known Mm. that always gets, sees that fact, they're like, whoa, you know, like I just don't worry about it to the end of the day. And they're like, actually did pretty good compared to the person who's all panicking about it. And there's other things because that not only does that tip go to the serving staff, but in a lot of places now the tip goes, gets spread throughout the entire restaurant. Yeah. So there'll be a a portion will go to the uh, kitchen, a portion will go to the bartender, a portion to the hostess, uh, expos, whoever's in there that's helping out. The server basically will take a percentage of the tip and then spread it out among. And every place is a little bit different because there is no standard for it. And here's the thing, here's, here's, it is complicated, put, put it in simple terms. The server will usually be required to tip out 
on a percentage of the food they sell, regardless of whether they get given any tips. So if some freak event happened and not one person tipped them that day, they would still be required to tip out uh, usually 4% to the kitchen, a percent or two to the bar, and usually um, one or 2% to the host. So even if no one tips them, they still have to give that money. And what that means for the server is if the times are really, really good, if everyone's tipping them 25%, well, you know, before they even do anything, they have to tip out 8%. Right. That's the kitchen, the host, all the 8%. So if they get 15% across the board, they get that, and do my maths quickly, uh, five, six, seven, carry the two, uh, they get 7% of all their food as tips. But if they're an amazing servers and everyone's giving them 25%, I'm not even going to bother with the maths on that one, <laughs> they get... To still keep everything over 7%. Exactly. That's how it works. So if one person tips them 9%, then they are essentially giving them 2% if they're tipping out 7% to everyone else, if that makes sense. So when the times are good, they're rolling in it. But if the times are bad and people don't tip them, they still have to tip out. Well, then let's talk about why do we tip people. Yeah, should we go back to the origins? Like We can slip back into the bit of the origins yeah. because that's where tipping sort of, uh, how tipping evolved. And I think tipping has always been around. Where did it start? Well, I'm I mean, going to bet America. No, we're going to, well, in, let's say it's really from Europe, right? Because a lot of European uh, nobility Ooh. with lots of extra money and stuff like that would give tips to their servants. Well, they do say, there's an old saying in the UK, that America is the Europe of North America. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's rubbish. I, I made okay. that <laughs> Anyways, so, that, so a lot of Americans traveling in Europe, yeah. you know, back in the uh, 1800s and stuff like that, brought that back to the US. But actually, the US sort of went against it during the... Um, what was it, time? Was it the, uh, like the 1900s, the okay. very early 1900s, because they kind of felt that it was like going against democracy. Like the democracy was to do with ah. tips, so you didn't have this elevated thing. Yeah. So anyway, so that was sort of the thing. And then actually, sorry, as the, it was sort of the, they say like the slavery ending in the United States and the rails coming in, they started bringing tips in to pay for people on those. And it kind of spread out. And during the Great Depression was one of those things that restaurants really took it on because wow. they were like, that was how they were going to be able to pay their staff because they didn't have the money to pay their staff at that time. Wow. So the margins in restaurants, that doesn't indicate have always been relative. What is the average margin in a restaurant now? Uh, nothing. <laughs> is it is it right though it's like one or two percent it's only it's only in the you're if you're getting five percent return on it you're in really? a good spot yeah wow don't go into the restaurant business if you want to get a good return on your investment because it's not it's, it's not a hard savings account yeah. yeah anyway i suppose that's another show that's that, a completely that's different show but back in the day you could use tip money i guess as wages as wage, well, and that's how it sort of became. And then there mm. was like, it's become struggle all over the years to sort of clarify it and who's responsible for it. Mm. And and even in our own system now, it's a little bit that, uh, I mean, tips are not a guaranteed thing. So a lot of people have struggling with servers and stuff like that. They have these great incomes of working as that, but they can't use it to say buy a house, or they haven't been till recently, because 
it's a gratuity and it's not a guaranteed wage compared right. to your actual yeah. wage, which is very low for a server. Yeah. So they're, they're cash. They have lots of cash in hand. They just don't have anything in the bank account to prove it. So. I mean, back in the day, I, I'm telling you this right now. Canada is the best place in the world to serve tables. Okay. The reason for that is because in the US, the minimum wage is generally considerably lower than it is here, if there is one at all. Uh, but there is a tipping culture. In Canada, there's a very high minimum wage, but there's also just as strong a, a tipping culture. So, you know, when I used to serve, I used to end up, I mean, the minimum wage is going up and up and up and up every single year. By the end, I was getting a great pay packet and great tips. Mm-hmm. And I was rolling in it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of that stuff now became part of your paycheck. So like the kitchen staff and all that, because it's done through the management yeah a lot of places are including that tip onto your paycheck yeah so then it is actually governed exactly and then you get it taxed and all that which is fine yeah it's a a wonderful thing um okay so how do you actually calculate the appropriate tip you're in a restaurant bill goes down there boom i don't know casey your server puts the bill down she says i'll be back in five minutes right it's a hundred and four dollars what do you do? Well, you couldn't round it to $100 yet. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I saw 100 and then I thought, you know what? Let's throw an extra Stick four. him with another $4. Well, and let's get real. It's it's all on a percentage system, yeah. right? And it's funny. It's I feel like the standards are changing. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed this too, um, but in the old days, you had sort of had 10%, which was like, oh, wait, there's no tip. Which is means it was awful. Yeah. I hated this. Yeah. You screwed up. I've had that happen four times in, in North America. It's no tip? No tip. Um you I you you have really effed off the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And the the next one that's just a little bit up from that is spare change. Oh yeah. In the now in the UK, I'm gonna try and keep these stories short. We still have coppers, two P and one P coins. And there's less of a tipping culture. It's still a very strong. I mean, it would be a big part of my wage packet, but it is more common for people not to tip you. Probably 10% of the time, whereas here it's like a fraction of 1%. And they would, you could tell, they're like, oh, the tip. And then they just kind of empty their purse out onto the table and there's this massive mound of money, you know, predominantly copper colored. And you'd, and you, I used to look at it and think, do you think I'm looking at it and going, wow, that's, physically a large pile of money that that must be a lot that must be a very good tip because i've measured it and it's a mound that's three inches high thank you very much no uh, it's not a note (laughs) and it's not gold for a pound coin right so you know and i would laugh i mean coppers is an insult yeah coppers is an insult it's a little bit of a a slap in the face it's It's like like saying this is a lot for you yeah and so do not put copper. I mean, there's no coppers here anymore. So but, and, uh, don't and, do coppers. But you have to admit too, in some cultures, and so this is where you don't have to take it as a complete insult, but sometimes people just round up, you right. know? So it's all pizza, a cultural pizza. thing. Yeah. You you round sometimes up. you round yeah. up and stuff like that. So then anyway, so now I'm kind of thinking that like in our world today, it's 15, 18, 20, and now what I'm seeing a lot of is 25%. I've seen 30 recently. Have you seen 30? Yeah. And that's where I'm starting to feel like it's getting out of control. Uh, but let's say, I like to say 20 is a good 
benchmark for being 20 is a great tip it's a good tip and it's a respectful tip and you know 18 th- is a good tip and actually 15 is a good tip yeah um but but anything below 15 Anything below you know, 15 is uh, sort of a... Yeah. When I was really into it serving, every now and then, I mean, I say that I was always very respectful, and I was, but sometimes 15 would be, it's definitely the lower end that mm-hmm. you'd get from anyone. And my father-in-law said to me, that is a perfectly good tip for what you do. And I thought, you know what? You're right. It it's, is a perfectly a good, good tip. tip. Yeah. Someone might not have enough money and they want to go out for a meal and they want to look after everyone. They want to patronize the business and they want to give the server a tip. 15% is a perfectly good tip. It's a perfectly good tip. Yeah. But I think now that uh, with the you know inflation and tougher times, I think now there's becoming more of a demand for a higher higher tip well, which, inflation, which a little bit concerns me in some ways too because i think it's getting a little bit on the greedy side but inflation is so tips are a percentage of the bill so inflation takes care of the bill the bill goes up the tip goes up exactly next <laughs> <laughs> so what i would say is when you look at the 25 30 percent tip on there yeah for me that would be something that someone did something amazing for you like something someone who put that extra care who came out of their way and you maybe you requested something special or you wanted something special and that would be somewhere where i'd be like oh my god like this was above and beyond you know that moment that oh yeah and you've had it at a i mean you probably had at a table where you've done something for a customer and you've just made their day yeah you know there's points I tell you where I tell you what, and I promise you I wasn't going to go into too many, and I'm, I was lying. I am going to go into. The I story. know you were right. So there was a, there was a nationality of people that in River Cottage when I where I worked as a server and managed for many years in the UK, um, and I'm not going to say the nationality Australian. What? Uh, they would never tip, and I have no idea why because they always do here. I just assumed in Australia because they don't tip, they they didn't think to in the UK, but for some reason. Australians don't tip in the UK, but they do in Canada. Can I tell you my canoe joke? Go. I'm going to throw this in as a Australian, but what's the difference between an Australian and a canoe? Go on. A canoe tips? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, it was you winking that distracted me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to Australians no, right now. Um, no, you so can use that for anyone. So. They, now, they didn't mean it in a bad way. I know that. Yeah. I know that. They, they probably just didn't know because... I, I know that when um, when I was hosting, if you'd have uh, Australian visitors, they, they were amazing people to be around and to serve, but you knew you weren't getting a tip. Right. And so you would always put them in someone else's section. And so well, there was one set of people, the kid was going absolutely mental because we didn't sell Coca-Cola. So I actually went, in, I left the restaurant and went to the sweet shop next door and bought a can of Pepsi or Coca-Cola or whatever. And then just put it on the table. I said, there you go. And they were like, oh, thank you so much. Nothing. Oh. They didn't even compensate me for the can of Pepsi. Oh. I, I was like, I, I, what do you have to do? But I, you did a, that's a karma thing. You did a good thing. Well, I did a good thing. And here's the thing. They, they, they didn't know to tip. They didn't think yeah, it was. Yeah. It's not in Australia and they just think it's a North American thing. I'm just saying, I don't want to start beef with any Australian. I'm just telling you the facts. <laughs> well, and Big that's... Neighbours fan here. I love, and, and Home and Away, I love Australia. <laughs> but then also, Australia has a bit of a different system because they yeah, actually they have a higher pay they do. for a lot of their... Yeah, for their, and they don't tip. For their industry, and they don't. Yeah. And if they tip, they round up, and that's about it. Have so. you been to Australia? I have not. No, neither have I. It's on Why my Why are list. we talking about this? If we're the, oh, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. 
Because we served in Australians, I guess. That's true. But here they're wonderful. Here they're great. Oh, no, it's great. I would never... Um, I love having different ethnicities everywhere, right? Like different people from different regions. Oh, it's yeah, indeed. Fun, just is Australia different. an ethnicity? No, I don't think it is, but I was just... The barbecue ethnicity. <laughs> Do you hold shrimp on the barbecue? <laughs> yes, shrimp on the... Uh, right, now let's... Uh, oh, we've got a lot to get through. Um, so pre-tax totals, uh, tipping and tax. I'll be honest, I, I don't... I just look at the total and I tip. We're on to do's and don'ts of tipping, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, you're not supposed to tip on the tax. You'll find a lot of places add the tip on the final bill. Is that... Which is interesting. It is interesting. Is that why 18% came about? Uh, Because it's actually... 18 is a way of tipping 20 on the pre-tax total. Maybe. I feel like 18 came along really because of groups. And that's another thing to right. talk about. Yeah. A lot of restaurants, because um, assuming that your buddy's putting a tip on, yeah. that big tables sometimes don't tip well. Oh. And it's not a, it's, it's, and so a lot of restaurants and establishments will put an automatic 18% gratuity, yeah. which is good or bad. And then you have the option of adding more to it too. The other thing, you have an option of, making sure that you don't double tip when you're yeah. in a large group. So yeah. that's something you should keep an eye out for, for sure. Um, so we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't add a gratuity in England onto large tables. So um, sometimes this was the worst of the worst, is the big table, everyone would pay individually with cash, which was quite frequent. Right. I guess it's less now with cash, but everyone would pay. And what they would do is say everyone on the table has a 15 pound total in in money right and they'd all put down 20 and then one person would say and i've had this happen about four times happened about once a year on average and it was just made me so angry okay one person would have a credit card and everyone else would have cash so that person would say oh i'll tell you what i'll i'll just pay on, and i'll keep the cash and i'll pay on credit card Every your mouth is starting to drop. Because uh, you can see where this is going. I know where you're going. I could see what everyone was leaving me. So I could see everyone was leaving fifteen percent tip, and I've had this happen a few times, where one person says, "I'll pay, I'll take all the cash," and then they don't leave a tip. Wow. So and I, I, my mouth has dropped because they have just stolen from me. Yeah. They have literally just stolen from me, and they have just got a free meal. And oh, I'm like, yeah. you've made profit on that, mate. I, I've had someone that, that, that they have literally gone away from a meal and made and had a free meal plus made about $25 profit because that they're walking away with my tip. Yeah, I was just thinking we should go for dinner. I feel like there's a group of us should go. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm the most generous guy in the world now. <laughs> yeah, you've worked out. I, now, I what am, a great system. I look at everyone and I say, you tip less than 20%, you are dead. <laughs> like if I'm in that party, you look after that hardworking server. When you go with Will, he's like, it's, he's yeah. checking bills. He's like, how much did you do? How much did you do? Yeah. How much did you, you do? Right. Oh, let me see everything there. Um, as Add long as the server 10%. works hard and is invested, oh, uh, yeah. then I say, for sure. go for, for it. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, how about tipping on uh, do's and don'ts? Tipping on takeout orders. I mean, so the way it works in, mo- in almost all places, if not all, is it, the bar deals or the host deals with that and they get to keep the tips um, for that and they give a little bit to the kitchen. Right. Um, 
And so it is accepted that on takeout orders, the tip is less. So the amount they give to the kitchen is less on average. But right. it's, there are some people that tip less. But but if uh, here's the situation. If you don't tip on takeaway, the chances are the person that's serving you is going to have to still tip out on your food to the kitchen because it works by sales. Right. Now, that's not your fault. If you don't believe you should tip on takeaway because you don't believe you're receiving service, that's fine. I'm not quibbling with that. But <laughs> do know that the chances are, for example, if you buy a $20 meal and you don't tip, that hourly worker probably has to tip $1 to $2 on your food. Right. So actually, you've cost them right. a wage. And, and I'd say just bear that in mind um, and at least tip them one or two dollars so they're not losing money. Well, and this is one of the things that I have. It's a little bit of an issue and I'm trying to navigate it as best as I can because uh, the serving industry is changing a lot. And so a lot of establishments are going to a counter service. Right. Yep. Thing, which they're still expecting that 15, 20, as I've seen, 25 percent tip mm. for you coming up there, ordering your food getting your drink and going back to your table and yeah. waiting for someone to come and drop your food off to yeah. you. And then you clear your own table. So it's one of those ones. I'm like, that's a 10% tip. Yeah. In my words, you know, yeah. like, but now they're demanding a higher tip and stuff like that. So but it's an then, interesting, and this is like, if you're going, you're going out for say like to beers or something like that. And you've got, you're going up to a place where you're, you're buying a beer at a time and I usually always just throw out the extra change or whatever yeah. in the cup that they have out there. But yeah. now it's becoming more of a thing, yeah. especially with uh, the, uh, with our tap system that we live in. I nowadays. mean the proliferation of that, but that makes it easy to tip more. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you then. So say it does go to 10% and I'm not, I haven't got an opinion on this. I'm just saying follow the money because tips really do change everything you can't just dump a load of money into a system and expect nothing to happen right so make it so the counter service place look at say um um ta taco bandito okay is that that's the place is it taco bandito yes yeah burrito bandito i don't know it's a lovely I, place i actually Taconi. haven't been in there yet it's, it's great it's list. really yeah. really great now they, they're they are a modern place really great brand really high-end food i'd say or good good, good quality, quality food, food but they are counter service and they seem to me to be where the whole industry is going it is the, definitely the table service regular place i think there's less of them atlas cafe is one that is that is stuck to its guns and it does really really well for for, for doing that um and it's less and less of a thing now here's the thing so what happens if you just give to, uh ten percent uh for somewhere like that what 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 happens in the industry? Well, it just brings the whole level of the industry down, I guess, but I mean that's it's also it's not service yeah you know but, but, but what I'm saying but I mean that means like when I go into a place like as you're saying Atlas Cafe where yeah. someone actually comes to the table and yeah. brings my stuff to me, that's where I'm looking for a higher gratuity. what I'm saying is yeah, what I'm saying is the person in taco bandito if they are getting 10 percent, they're not going to want to work in taco bandito they're going to want to work in atlas cafe of course they're going to want to get the the 20 percent. of course so then another restaurant taco bandito that's it's really great high-end food other people they're, they're going to get the dregs yeah they're going to get the people that aren't committed that are happy to work for that lower wage but they're going to commit less to it 
Right. Which is nothing wrong with that, as long as you're getting the job done. Of course. So how do you achieve that great service with that modern uh, counter service style and keep the right staff? And I don't have an answer. I was just like, I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> it's not written down. <laughs> you know, it's it's, <laughs> Wait, no, you bring up a very good fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then it's the same thing as like someone working at a coffee shop. You know, now there's a 15, 20% tip on, on getting a cup of coffee. Yeah. Whereas in the old days, that was the price. I mean, I'll, I'll happily have a go at Starbucks. You know, we decided to go and get hot. We go, we go to hot chocolate, we get, get hot chocolates and go and sit at the spit. Right. And, and if there's a storm, you just watch the storm. And we said, let's go to Starbucks. Because, you know, level up from Tim Hortons, where we usually go. To. Okay. And with tip, uh, it was about, I, I want to say it was about 11 or more dollars. Right. That we paid. Whereas Tim Hortons is a fiver for two. Right. Um, there's, I'm not going to, I mean, don't get me wrong. You're not going to get to know the person serving you. <laughs> they're not going to be on your Christmas card list. You know, uh, they're going to chuck it and say, thank you very much. And right. be perfectly polite, but that's it. Um, and, and it's like, wow, that tip, the, the fact that you tip. Brings a higher level. I'm not going to go to Starbucks and not tip them. If they ask right. me to tip them, I'm usually going to tip them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to tip on a hot chocolate. I'd rather just get a less good hot chocolate than go to Tim's <laughs> and not feel like a bastard. Of course. Can I swear? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. You're definitely, I mean, you're hitting the mark on the, on, you're hitting that mark. There's, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a huge issue that we go into, uh, whether, and then what is the pay rate supposed to be with? So, but today we're talking about trying to justify why we're tipping people. So yes, indeed. Uh, one thing we also didn't tip about, I know we did a bunch of do's and don'ts and tipping on that. And, um, but the one thing we didn't talk about is tip pooling. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of establishments do that too as well. Right. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's an interesting one. And this is more service restaurant. And actually, this is probably even the tip counter people. So everyone in that counter, and they usually will probably either do it by the day or by the hours worked, you know, they'll take that pot of all the money they collect and then split it amongst the staff. Yeah. Now that's the way they do it in locals, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all of our servers get paid the same amount. And that's why all of their tips goes into one big pot at the end of the day the the lead server will split that pot up and then everyone will get their cut of it and go home so and it, it makes for a nice system it's one of those ones that you have to work with people you trust mm. i there's pros and cons of both of it uh the pros on everyone's equal everyone gets the same amount yeah um the cons are if you have someone who doesn't want to put in a full day's work and is yeah. going to going to slack off they're not going to get it's it it's a little bit like a microcosm of society yeah where someone's saying you're not working and you're getting social assistance and for some reason you don't deserve it and look whether they do or don't people in that situation feel that they have the right to say you're not everyone becomes a job appraiser yeah but on the other hand everyone's working towards the same goal the same goal and yeah. trying to bring the best towards their customers whereas on the flip side i've worked in other places that don't have that servers are they're, they keep their own table tips. And I find there's fighting amongst servers for spe specific tables. Then it's all about rules. I mean, like, um, I hope we're not out of line, but that's what Atlas do. Yeah. Um, but it is spread amongst the kitchen, the bar, the host site. You're, the money is going around, but the, the, the servers keep 
their own individual tips and don't tip. share it with another server. Yeah. Now, what's important, and this is what the Atlas do in this situation, is governing it and making sure it's fair. Yeah. And they're very good at that. They always have a host that knows, you know, make sure everyone is being treated fairly, everyone's being given tables in order, and there's no one being given preferential treatment. Um, and if, if you do that, that system can work perfectly fine. But if there's someone that's hosting that's secretly getting a little $20 note at the end of every shift you know, undocumented yeah. to, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It can change up yeah. the system really quick. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Get that little, <laughs> They're like, that's my table. No, that's my table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's that competition for, or if someone helps you out on a table yeah, and then they get a huge tip on it, yeah, and they get nothing out of it. Then there's there's another issue right there. Yeah, so. and with that situation, it's true. Again, they they govern it really well in in somewhere like Atlas Cafe. They they govern it very well by just you know it, you know the people that help you out and you help them out back. Exactly. And actually, everyone runs each other's food. Everyone, it just it it does work very well as a team. But you do have to work very well to foster. A team mentality in yeah. that situation. So there's pros and cons of yeah. both, but Tuesday. just just one option to work on there. So yeah. Well, I think we've nailed everything today. Well, wow, that was a good. That was. A, I feel ready to. We just do another podcast. I'm really. This is rolled straight. We'll into just another roll one. into another one. Yeah. Oh, spinning wheel. We didn't do the spinning wheel. All right, come on. What can we do the spinning wheel for? Uh, the recipe of today. Oh, okay. But well, you, we don't really have a spinning a wheel because I just have just one. Pretend recipe. there's pretend there's five recipes. There's five then, recipes. All right, ready? Ready? Spin wheel. And you just tell me the one. There's only one. One. All right, yeah. Right. But there's five recipes, isn't there? Yeah, there's yeah. like... Right, spin the wheel. Go on, you spin it. <laughs> right, what's the recipe? What one have you landed at? Well, here's the thing is I was down at the farmer's market this weekend. Yep. Uh, it was cold. They finally moved indoors. It was wonderful. I had a great experience. Got to see a bunch of people. Uh, and I picked up some kaolette. Kaolette? Yes, which is... Kaolette is a... I know... From our beautiful brassica family, <laughs> uh, it's basically a uh, kale leaf and a Brussels sprout together, and it's just like that little bud that yeah. grows out of the kale when it's coming up. How and so, in let of, instead of letting the leaf go, you can clip that off, yeah, and then it becomes a beautiful little little uh, vegetable for your dinner. So yeah. it's something to easy to saute. Uh, so anyway, so I. This recipe would work if you just had straight up kale. Yep. But basically, you're going to need uh, probably about a pound of uh, kaolette, which you can find a lot of places now. Uh, I would get about half a pound of chorizo sausage, uh, one onion, uh, two cloves of garlic, probably a tablespoon of olive oil, salt, pepper, and if you want, a little chili flakes, and then to finish off with some uh, lemon juice is... But basically, so basically what we're going to do is wash off our kale. Uh, we're going to start in a pan on medium heat, throw in a little bit of chorizo sausage. We'll slice it up. Or if you want to take it out of the casing and break it up, beautiful. Just starting to let it brown. Uh, take your onions, saute them lightly in there. Be just And add your garlic just as, yeah. the, as your onions start to get a little bit of color. This is mouth-watering. Just as this is when you're at the part. So then you're going to throw in your kale and we're just going to slowly start mixing that these kaolettes in there and just let them cook in a little bit of thing. You could put a little bit of lid on them just to let some of that steam get in there and just tenderize, tender, get them a little bit more tender. Uh, and then you're going to season with salt and pepper and a little bit of um, chili flakes on top. Uh, remove plate it goes beautifully with mashed potatoes oh, gorgeous you know maybe some rice uh and then whatever protein you want whether it's a nice chicken breast or a pork Lovely. chop either way 
or I mean, I would even be all over this with like a nice braised piece of uh, uh, short rib or something like that. It would be amazing. Now, if you uh, if you like the sound of that recipe, uh, it's going to be on our Facebook page. We're actually going to go live after this show to do that recipe mm-hmm. on there. Uh, so feel free to check it out, the Edible Valley Podcast on Facebook. And if you have any questions or you want to have a great tipping story for us, maybe we can read it out on the next episode. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Come on, get in touch. Get in touch with us and you can email us at theedwellfally at gmail.com. And just last thing for this recipe, if you want to mix it up, mushrooms would be beautiful in there. Maybe some cherry tomatoes, bell peppers. Can't beat it. Job done. All right. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much uh, for your tipping insight. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Do you want to thank me for my tipping? Uh, I love all your stories and how excited you get about tipping. All my bitterness. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, thank you very much. That was the Edible Valley podcast. We talked about tipping. Can't wait to see you again next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Cheers. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. Hello, it's the Edible Valley Podcast. My name is William Stringer. And I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser, and we wanted you to invite you to put... I had something, I was going to read it, and I totally... Okay. And this has been... Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, ready again?